On this week's episode of The Fizz, I will discuss the MLB trade deadline and how I'm not surprised that Verlander's still a Tiger. After that, we'll move into my fantasy football league that features all my high school and college friends and just how vulgar it can get in there. From there, we'll move on to Game of Thrones, winners and losers, followed by a little bit of a surprise ranking for all of you Thrones fans out there. But before we get into that, I would like to discuss the Score app, an app that's being developed right now that'll be available in August. It was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, so you know it's of quality. The way it works is you pick your deals, you watch the sports games you love, and then you score deals. It's kind of like gambling, but with drinks at a bar. So before a game, you'll have a couple of deals you can pick from. Example, Matthew Stafford throws two touchdowns in the second half. If that happens, you'll redeem a deal at a certain bar in your area. You watch the games, you hope that happens. If that does happen, you score your deals and you redeem them at the bar. The Score app. Follow them on Instagram for more information, at Score Deals. Again, follow them on Instagram. That's at S-C-O-R-E-D-E-A-L-S, at Score Deals. But now, let's move into the fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of The Fizz. Brought to you by Champagne Athletics. I am your host, Frank Cerise. Um, if this is your second time joining us, uh, you are a saint. This is episode two of two so far. Um, so thank you so much for sitting through two episodes of this. I also would like to thank the Foundation Hotel for not listening to last week's podcast and absolutely banning me from the building. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised after the dick rant I went on last week that they didn't take one listen and say, like, all right, let, like, fuck this kid. Let's never let him in again. So I am, again, at the Foundation Hotel. Uh, last week I recorded on a Tuesday, which is the ideal day for me to record. Um, today we're going on a Monday because tomorrow uh, is a big day in my family. My, uh, my mom's turning 60, the big six zero, so we're taking her out to a, a fancy fish dinner. Um, can't blow that off to record a podcast, um, unfortunately, because I don't, I don't even know if my parents know uh, what a podcast is. Don't think they could tell you, even on a multiple choice. I think, uh, I think they'd probably get, get that one wrong. But uh, I'm assuming you guys don't care about fish dinners or my parents' podcast knowledge, So let's talk about this week in Detroit sports. And the biggest news out of Detroit sports comes out of Shocker, uh, the MLB, because it's fucking the end of July and August, and it's the only thing going on right now. Um, But was the MLB trade deadline? Um, The Tigers made one move uh, right before the deadline. Obviously, we already talked about JD, um, and I've cried into my hands ever since. He's just raking, by the way. But... um, the one move we made is we shipped our relief or our uh, closing pitcher Justin Wilson and catcher Alex Avila off to the Chicago Cubs, and in return we got two prospects and a player to be named in the future. Um, the other headline from the trade deadline out of Detroit was that we did not move Justin Verlander. 
Um, and I think the bigger news out of these two is actually that we made a trade with uh, featuring Justin Wilson and Alex Avila. And the reason being is because I have absolutely no faith in general manager Al Avila. Um, so the fact that we got a deal done at all uh, impresses me. Uh, it doesn't impress me. I'm just I'm like surprised in a bad way. And I did not think he had the stones, the wherewithal, the savvy, or anything like that to ship Justin Verlander before the deadline. Um, I, I realistically have zero faith in Al Avila, the Tigers' GM. And to that point, um, I got the names of the Tigers' prospects that we got here. We got a third baseman and a shortstop. Um, I'm sure they're athletic guys. I'm not going to attempt to say their names. Uh, I'm, I'm way too white to try to pronounce these things. But uh, I believe that uh, we got hosed. Do I know we got hosed? Do I have any clue what these players, how they play, or what they even look like? No, I have zero idea. The re- reason I think that the Tigers got hosed in this deal is because Al Avila, our GM, was dealing with the GM of the Chicago Cubs, Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein is a man, a man amongst boys when it comes to GMs across all sports, just about. Um, and I got to believe he just sliced and diced Avila up with these trade negotiations. Sure, they might look good. You guys might have some scouting reports, but Theo knows something we don't know. These guys might have criminal backgrounds. Their families might be kidnapped. Uh, Injury history, sickle cell disease, you name it. Theo knows it. We don't know it, but we got these guys trying to build for our future. Um, And they're probably just going to, they're probably going to turn out to dog shit or they're going to, you know, rob a liquor store. I don't know what they're going to do. I have zero faith in it. Strictly based on the two GMs involved. Is that an ignorant take? Sure it is, but you don't really come here for ex- expert opinions. I warned you about this um, in the first episode. Additionally, if you're looking at this, though, from Justin Wilson to Alex Avila's perspective, like, holy shit, talk about a win. Um, I mean, I, Alex Avila can't care that his dad just traded him. I mean, he went to – he just got shipped to the Cubs, the defending World Series champion. They're in Wrigley in Chicago, which is just a great place. And, uh, I mean, they've won, like – 13 of their last 16 cents the break, and they're, they're going to be right in the playoffs um, as, a plo- as opposed to, you know, scraping up turds with the Tigers. Scraping up turds. But that uh, takes us to Justin Verlander, who is still on the Tigers, uh, still, still turd scraping with the squad. Um, as soon as the trade deadline hit, he tweeted out a photo, uh, all caps, breaking, source, colon, I am still in the Tigers locker room, and it was a selfie of him, um, kind of got an awkward look on his face, you know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, he's got a picture of him. He's got, he's in the Yankees locker room or he's at Yankee stadium in the Tigers locker room. Um, and you know, that was kind of a, kind of a funny thing. So I think he's, he's okay with staying in Detroit. You know, again, I don't think he really cares too much. He makes almost $30 million a year and dates, uh, or is engaged to someone, a sports illustrated cover model. Um, so I think, He's doing okay. Uh, he's won a pitching triple crown, rookie of the year, Cy Young. Um, you know, I don't know if he's worried about too much right now. I know he wants a World Series ring, but I think his life is going pretty much okay. Um, and people, and if people are surprised that he wasn't traded, again, I'd like to go back to my uh, Al Avila comment. To move him would have been a big deal. To ship a cornerstone of a franchise who's been here since you know his rookie year. I think he's the only guy 
Uh, he is the only guy that was on the 06 World Series team. He's one of the only homegrown Tigers, you know, we've really had. Uh, to ship him and not get back a return that everyone kind of is proud of, um, you know, he it would be a death sentence for Alavila, and I just don't think he's smart enough or has the balls or the savvy to make a deal that, uh, you know, wouldn't be completely screwed. I think he'd fuck it up. I think he'd fuck it up. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised at all that Justin Verlander is still uh, a Detroit Tiger. Um, when, with that being said, Justin, um, if you are listening, because I know you're my good buddy who is an avid follower of Champagne Athletics, I would love to have you on the show um, and we can talk about video games, uh, chicks, uh, baseball, you know, whatever, whatever you're into, man. We can, we can talk about it. We can chat. We can chat. Love to hear from you, Justin. Moving on to uh, something I'd, I'd much rather talk about than the Tigers, because um, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm honestly sick of the Tigers. Um, they have driven me to um, insanity. So let's talk about, let's just talk about something else. I am ready for fall, um, and not to sound like the most basic, legging-wearing, North Face, Starbucks, pumpkin spice sipping uh, basic bitch, but... I am excited for fall. Um, that includes the weather, um, but mostly inc- includes um, you know hockey, NHL hockey, and NFL football. I'm excited for uh, Little Caesars Arena to open, and I'm also really excited, super excited for something else. And I think it's beginning to smell a little bit like fantasy football season. And the way I really know it's beginning to smell like fantasy football season is when my group chat starts heating up. The weather cools down, my group chat heats up. So I want to walk you guys, the listeners, through my fantasy football season this year. Um, I, think, I think it's entertaining not only for me being in the league, but I think it would be something entertaining for you guys to follow uh, throughout the year. So let me lay out the fantasy football league that I'm currently in. Um, we are in year three, okay? And I know that doesn't sound that long, but it, it took a minute. If you knew this group of guys, uh, it, takes, it, it, it takes a lot to get anything organized. Um, so the fact that we're in year three is pretty impressive. Year one, um, there's kind of an asterisk by it. Uh, there was a lot. There's like two people who aren't even in the league anymore. Um, I kind of fucked it up as a first year commissioner and like a very novice uh, fantasy football player. Um, I made a trade that kind of bucked the whole fucking league. Um, so that that forever lives with me on my soul, um, on my grave. Uh, they never let me forget it. Um, so year one, a little bit of an asterisk by it. Year two, uh, I came, came out roaring. Um, you know, I'm not going to bore you with all just fantasy football, uh, like those generic stories of fantasy football. Um, you know, cause sometimes I feel like fantasy football stories are like car accident stories or like not even car accident stories, like almost car accident stories. Like every car accident, almost car accident story you hear is like, Oh man, this this like jackass uh, in a red Taurus like blew a light 
and just barely missed me if I wouldn't have slammed on my brakes. Like, oh my God, you know, or like this fucking semi uh, was changing lanes. And if I didn't react quick enough, like I would have been sideswiped. Like, oh wow, that's, that's so crazy. And I feel like fantasy football stories are, you know, very similar. Like, oh, I was down like two points in the fourth quarter and some guy like dropped a pass as time expired. So I, you know, I lost week four or whatever. And it's like, oh, wow, that's such a, that's such a crazy story. Or like, oh, my guy fumbled, uh, you know, and I lost by a point. I just feel like all the stories are, are the same. So I'll try not, you know, to bore you with those too much. But I will say last year um, was a pretty ideal year for me. Um, you know, first, first overall pick in the draft. Um, drafted a pretty good team. Wire-to-wire champion. So we won the championship there. So right now I come in as the commissioner and the defending champion against my fantasy football league. And let me break down this fantasy football league for you guys. Uh, there's, there's 12 guys in it. Um, of those 12... Eight, eight of those 12 of us went to the same high school. And out of those eight, there are five of us who went to the same high school and college together. So we just, we just have been like, we've hung out for too long. We know too much about each other. Um, and no one's nice. I mean, no one's even remotely cordial with each other. Um, everything's, you know, fuck you, fuck your mother, um, you're a piece of shit, fuck your girlfriend, everything. It's just there's nothing nice ever said. Um, trying to organize this league, um, you're just you're constantly getting uh, shit thrown at you. Um, I think my friends would actually poop into their own hands and throw it at me uh, given the chance. Um, so you got to just realize as a commissioner, no matter what you do, no matter what decision you make, you will get shit on. Um, so that's how you know fantasy starting for me is just when everyone starts getting real angry, real feisty. Um, but the big news about it is tonight, Monday night, remember, I'm picking the order for this league. And the way we pick the order is, you know, real uh, – there's nothing much to it. I put a bunch of names in a fucking hat, and then I pull the names out. I take a video the whole time doing it. Um, and it's, it's just by chance of what order you get. Uh, and last year I did this and of course I got first pick. Um, what I do is I, the first one drawn gets picked 12, 11, 10, nine, and so on. I ended up getting first pick. So naturally everyone just screamed that it was, uh, a ruse that I cheated, that there's no way I could pick myself first, but I mean, they all fucking know I didn't cheat. Um, so I picked myself first. I think this year, um, right after I'm done with this podcast, I'm picking this year's order. If, if I pick myself first again, um, that's pretty much it. If you start seeing no more, no more blog posts, no more Instagrams, um, I'm just dead cause, cause they, they've killed me. What is really impressive about this league though, every year is the names that we get. Um, I'd say, you know, like, 90% of the league changes their team name from year to year. Um, I am one who does not. I always keep the same name. Um, that is Frankie Fasthands. That is uh, my alter ego when it comes to fantasy. Um, but everything in this league is based on 
despising someone else. Um, almost every name is an attack on someone else, or it's just uh, it ju- or it just makes no sense. So let's let's just take a look at you know some of the names. So as I told you, uh, I was Frankie Fast Hands. So there's someone in the league that took exception to that, um, and they went with uh, Joey Fat Sack. So Joey Fat Sack, you know, was a name last year. Uh, one of my we have another buddy who is he's of Mexican descent in the league. Um, hola, <laughs> okay, he's of Mexican descent, and his his name was I'm here for the gangbang with the number four. Um, nothing. Nothing really creative there or have anything to do with being Mexican. But the reason I brought that up is because uh, during this fantasy year, uh, last year, uh, was, you know, it was election time. And uh, a friend to oppose him just decided to make his team name uh, Build the Wall. So we had Build the Wall going against the Mexican. We had Joey Fatsack opposed to Frankie Fasthands. Um, there's a few that, you know, just really make no sense. Mr. Buttersworth with a syrup dick. Uh, that, that's an actual team name um, from one of my buddies who I've known for, you know, quite some time. And nothing really surprises you anymore. Uh, Billy B. the Puffer. Uh, you know, whose name that is? His name isn't Billy. Uh, or there's not even a B in his name. Um, his name is not Billy B. Um, I think Puffer is a reference to a homosexual and, you know, there's also uh, Parmesan on the Puss. Parmesan on the Puss is, a, is another team name. Uh, that, that makes no sense at all. Um, there's also Omar the Tent Maker. His name's not Omar, and he's never, never made a tent. Um, so that's, it's always fun to see what names you'll get. Um, I'll give you guys the names of when everybody updates them this year. Again, I will always be Frankie Fast Hands. Um, and there's normally someone making fun of me for that and being the big dog this year as the defending champion and the commissioner, wire-to-wire champ, like literally was never out of first place. Um, most points, everything. It was a hell of a year. Um, I'm sure someone will be dogging Frankie Fast Hands again. But let's move away from the fantasy throne that I currently sit on and talk about my favorite show, Game of Thrones. Um, let's look at episode three here, um, and talk about some winners and losers. Um, I absolutely love this show, guys. Uh, I apologize if you do not watch the show. This segment probably sucks for you. Um, you're probably actually not even listening. You've probably shut it off if you know I'm about to talk about Game of Thrones. But I think I could talk about it just as much as I talk about sports. Um, it's very entertaining to me. Um, so let's move into episode three, Game of Thrones, winners and and losers. And winter is coming. So for my number my number three, I'll do I'll do three winners and three losers. I'll give some honorable mentions, but for my number three winner um, from episode three, I got uh, Jora. Uh, Jora got cured of grayscale. It looked like he was uh, on his way out. And my man Sam. God, I fucking love Sam. Samuel Tolley. He took care of him, peeled the grayscale off, didn't get it himself, um, cleaned him up, clean as a baby, on his way. Back to see Khaleesi. She's going to shit herself, um, and that'll be exciting. So that was a big W for Jorah, um, not dying of grayscale. Uh, good job, bud. You cured, uh, Sam cured a 
incurable disease. So that was that was huge. Um, number two winner here. Um, I'm staring at my list, and I'm actually I'm, I'm calling an audible because I want to talk about I want to talk about this person last. But we're gonna go for number two. Um, I have the Lannisters, uh, including, and that only includes Jamie and Cersei. Um, big big week for them. Uh, Jamie and Cersei, absolutely. I mean, they're they're probably the actual number ones, but yeah, I'll I'll tell you about number one in a second. So, Cersei gets the gift from Euron Greyjoy. She gets the Dorn bitches, locks them up, cold blooded, uh, kisses them, poisons them with the same poison they killed their daughter with. Says he's gonna have the mom just watch her daughter. She's gonna have she's gonna have the mom just watch her daughter rot. Um, absolutely cold blooded. But the chain of events after that is what I want to get into. Um, Cersei, just kind of a sick fuck, gets real turned on by it, uh, and immediately goes and blows her brother. Just gives him a hum job. Uh, they have sex, so that that makes Jamie a winner, um, right? I mean, I don't know. It's his sister, but they're into it, and I think everyone's just kind of okay with it at this point. I mean, we know Cersei's okay with it, because the next day she answered the door with Jamie just laying in bed. Uh, Never given a fuck. Dual birds to the air. She's the fucking queen. I guess you can pound your pound your siblings if uh, if you're the ruler of the seven kingdoms. So that was big. Um, and outside of uh, blowjobs and torture, uh, Jamie had a big week, being a step ahead of the competition. Uh, totally avoiding the unsullied, letting him take Castle Rock, um, and overthrowing the Tyrells. You know, not tough to overthrow the Tyrells. Their logo is a flower. I don't think they're really into fighting, but. He knew he had the wherewithal to bail on Castle Rock um, and kind of leave the Unsullied with their dicks in their hands. LOL, they don't have dicks. Um, so that was interesting. And then my number one winner of the week, a uh, little bit of an upset here. I have uh, Olena Tyrell, Grandma Tyrell. I never really knew, I don't know how to say her first name. Uh, sorry if I said that wrong. I don't give a shit, you know who I'm talking about. Marjorie's mom or grandma. Uh, she, this is just a savvy bitch. She, she's the last one standing of the Tyrells. Um, you know, you'd think her family name ending and, uh, you know, her getting murdered would be a total loss, but she was old. She survived everything. And right at the end, you know, she looks Jamie in her fucking eyes in his fucking eyes and just says, uh, you know, I killed your son. I killed your goddamn son. Drick slugs a glass of wine and calls it a life. Um, to me, that is just beautiful. Congrats. Congrats on the poetic death. Uh, congrats on having the last word. You know, they didn't tie you up and skin you. You drank some wine. You dropped a hammer of some shit talking to Jamie at the end. And that was it. So big win. I, I feel like for uh, Grandma Tyrell. Um, big W. All right, let's move on to the, uh, the losers. Um, the losers of last week's episode. Um, for my number, number three loser here, I got, I got kind of a tie. Um, I have more of a serious one and then like a ridiculous one. So three, Theon Greyjoy I have as my number three loser. He's just kind of a loser. I, I mean, he's really a loser. Like... He's he's a dickless he's a dickless fellow, um, which is always tough. Always gonna be tough to get in the win column um, if you're a male without a penis. 
But, but you know, then again, I don't know. It's 2017. Things are a lot different now. Um, apparently, you're just brave now if you don't if you don't have a penis. Um, but you know, they find him on the waters. I think uh, Greyjoy's ship found him, and you know, they toss him in. They kind of talk more shit to him, and he's just laying there naked, penisless, and cold, uh, shivering as his own family denounces him once again um, for being a pussy not trying to save his sister. So that's a big loss for him. Uh, the other tie I had for three was uh, Brandon. Brandon Stark, um, He's he's got a lot going on in his head, um, and I don't think he's got it under control yet. He just keeps telling everybody he's the three-eyed raven and that he knows everything that's happened to everyone past, present, and future. That is like a lot going on in your head, and I feel like he's just got to get it under control. I feel like... It's after he's like after a long night of drinking, um, just a huge party night, and then he like smokes, and he's just spinning, and he's got no idea which way is up, which way is down. Um, he's just got too many thoughts running through his head, um, and he needs to find a toilet and throw up, or figure it all out. Take a nap, drink a coffee, take a shower, and figure it out. Um, number two loser that I have of last week's episode uh, is is Tyrion. Man, uh, Tyrion 0 for 2 on his uh, Hand of the King battle plans. Um, huge, huge swing and a miss uh, with the Dorn and Greyjoys traveling by sea as they were raided um, and pretty much essentially wiped out and captured. And then, um, you know, he had the sewer idea, which seemed great to capture Castle Rock. Um, but... Yikes. Uh, Jamie Lannister, his brother, was a step ahead of him, got everybody out of there. And now they're kind of, now the Unsullied are, sur- you know, surrounded by the Greyjoy fleet. Um, I don't know how good they are on land. I don't know if this means certain death for Greyjoy. I re- I'm not Greyjoy. Excuse me, Grey Worm and the Unsullied. Um, I really hope not. But, you know, we'll see. But definitely Tyrion's word is losing weight. Um, his foundation, the foundation of his word is crumbling beneath him. Um, so that was definitely an L for Tyrion. Um, but the number one loser, I mean, I don't think there's really any debating this one, has got to be just the, the Dorn women. Um, right now they are chained up in a dungeon of Cersei's, who literally gets off to torture and revenge. I mean, she literally, her mouth was salivating from it that she had to go suck her own brother off um, after laying out the torture rules uh, to the Dorn women. So they're chained up right now um, and the torture, you know, almost couldn't be worse. Um, She mentions, Cersei mentions that she lays in bed at night. She doesn't really sleep. She just thinks of ways to torture her enemies. And boy, did she, uh, whoa, (laughs) she really hit a grand slam with this one. Uh, You know, Kisses the daughter, same uh, poison that was used to kill Cersei's daughter. Um, she's not even going to attempt to kill the Doran mom. She's just going to let uh, the daughter die a slow death and rot in front of her and keep the mom alive and just keep her there for the rest of her days. So that's bleak. Um, that that's, that's dark. But I suppose when you're the... Uh, Ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, yeah, you do what you got to do. Um, that will give you the willies, that's for sure. Um, but that is our Game of Thrones Week 3 uh, winners and losers. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Now, the one 
thing I wanted to add to this, just right at the end, um, I wanna I wanna rank the Unix. We'll call it rank the Unix. Uh, Unix. Uh, and if you are unfamiliar with what a Unix is, it's a guy uh, without a unit. That's a unitless person. Um, if you don't know what a unit is, it's a package. Uh, and if you don't know what a package is, you gotta just get on Urban Dictionary and fucking figure it out. Um, but you know, it's kind of weird that there's like three guys still hanging around that just that just don't have dicks. Uh, that kind of blows my mind. Um, told you the whole Catholic school thing. Like we used to draw dicks everywhere. I I got to address the fact that uh, you know these guys don't have dicks, and I want to rank them every week. Um, I'll go real quick. Um, so there's three guys without dicks. We got Theon Greyjoy. We got Grey Worm. All right, and then we got Varys. Varys. Um, right now, uh, ranking wise, uh, hard. Hard last place is uh, Theon Greyjoy. Right now he's dickless wet laying on a boat. Um, number two has got to be Grey Worm. Um, you know, did good with the capture of Castle Rock, we thought. Castle Rock, we thought. Um, but now he's surrounded by um, an, uh, a fleet of ships. Um, kind of looks like they're surrounded now. Um, if Grey Worm can pull out of this, um, he'll be for sure the, the top dickless guy, the top eunuch. Uh, I mean, because he... I think he had sex, but we don't. I don't know what he did, but he definitely fooled around with the girl. Uh, right now, Varys, Varys has got to take the top, the top dog for dickless guy this week, um, and that's strictly just because he he didn't do much besides Varys around, like whisper into ears and like say mysterious things to the uh, the Red Witch. So good job, Varys, you bald dickless fuck. You are in first place um, for eunuch of the week. Well played, my lord hand. All right, guys, and on that inappropriate note, we will conclude uh, week two of The Fizz, brought to you by Champagne Athletics. Uh, again, I am your host, Frank Cerise. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have the time, please follow us on social media, Facebook, Champagne Athletics, at Champagne Athletics on Instagram. And if you got a Twitter, uh, I'd really appreciate you going and hit that follow button because we got like 10 followers over there, and it's, it's just fucking embarrassing. Um, but thanks again for listening, everyone, and I will see you next week. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chomp with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop Okay, we poppin' champagne pop like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball hard. Don't just leave out harder. I am the bird man.